Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. Veronica here, and I am so excited to tell you about the new moon we're having this week. And that's the big news this week. We're having a new moon in Aquarius, and it's happening on Thursday at 23 degrees Aquarius. So if you have anything in your chart at 23 degrees, it is going to be illuminated by this new moon. If you are an Aquarius or you have a moon in Aquarius, or you have some other prominent part of your chart in Aquarius, like you're rising, this is going to be a big new moon for you. So the new moon is arriving at 2.06 PM Eastern time on Thursday February 11th, and it comes with a huge, huge, huge gift for all of us, which is Venus conjunct Jupiter. So when Venus and Jupiter get together, it's all the good things. Quick cheat sheet, Venus is love and money and relationships and your social life. Jupiter is blessings and abundance and expansion And when these two guys come together, or when this lady and this gentleman come together, it's fun, it's indulgent, it's generous, it's joyful, it's loving. So perfect for Valentine's Day week, right? So unfortunately, Valentine's Day is not quite as wonderful and bountiful as Thursday with this new moon. The new moon is not void of any challenges, there are some challenges here as we are gearing up this week for the Saturn square Uranus that will take place next week. So I've spoken a little bit about that on the podcast, and I've been speaking about it in all of my readings with all of my clients. So this year is really marked by this Saturn square Uranus that is happening. It's happening three times this year, but we're really feeling it all year. I am explaining it in this way. Saturn and Uranus, imagine that they are dance partners and one of them moves to the left, the other moves to the left, one of them moves to the right, the other moves to the right. So imagine that except for the fact that they are creating a right angle, a 90 degree square. And so the thing about squares is that they are tense. There's really no way for you to be on one side of that 90 degree angle and for someone else to be on the other side of the 90 degree angle to really come together and to find common ground. So that's why squares create a sense of tension. But that tension is often what we need to force us to grow and evolve. Now, Saturn likes to keep things steady and stable. It likes to build things that are long lasting. Uranus likes to bring change and to switch them up, shake it up, maybe even in a little bit of an erratic or chaotic way. 
So these two are very strange bedfellows. They don't really understand one another. And when they square, it's a very uncomfortable tension that can bring up a lot of unforeseen external circumstances that might influence you to make some changes in your life. And so that's something that we're working with all this year. But by the way, 2020, what a great year to prime us for understanding how to deal with unexpected changes because boy, did we get a masterclass in that. So this year, it's a different energy than 2020. It is a lighter energy by far. And in a lot of ways, it's exciting. If you're a person that likes excitement and you like change and you thrive on that, this might be a year that's really feeling good to you. If you're a person that really thrives on things being steady and stable, eh, it might be a little more challenging. But either way, that is something that we're getting ready for. We're getting ready for the perfection of it next week. It's going to perfect on February 17th, next Wednesday. So we're not there yet. I've had a lot of clients say things like, I feel big changes are coming. One of my favorite things that one of my clients said last week was, I want to make a change, but I also realize there's going to be some quote, external forcing functions that are going to make me make the change. And that was the perfect way in my mind of describing the Saturn square Uranus. Now that's a part of this new moon chart. But again, not exact. What is exact is this Venus conjunct Jupiter, which is such a lovely transit. I mean, really the best. I mean, what's better than Venus conjunct Jupiter? I'm not really sure. So having that with this new moon really feels like such a blessing. And in addition to that blessing, this new moon really feels like okay, we're finally walking over that threshold into this new Aquarian energy that we've all been promised this year, that we've all been talking about this year. Now, I just want to have give you one caveat here, which is that this is not the age of Aquarius. Ages are a totally different thing and have nothing to do with how the planets move, but we are certainly moving into what I would like to call a decade of Aquarius. It's an Aquarian decade. We're going to have a lot of Aquarius energy for the next 10 years because we have Saturn here for three years and we're going to have Pluto here for quite a few years after that. So we are entering a decade that's going to be marked by this Aquarian energy and Aquarius rules electricity. Now remember, Mercury is still retrograde in the sign of Aquarius. So you are still getting the opportunity to review, to revise, to reconfirm. If you make a doctor's appointment, just call and make sure that you have the right time. You want to be crossing your T's, dotting your I's, the typical Mercury retrograde stuff. If you've listened the past few weeks, you know that Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is really bringing up the stereotypical Mercury retrograde experience because Aquarius rules technology. But on a deeper level, Aquarius rules electricity, and that's both physical electricity and spiritual electricity. So you want to evaluate how you're using your gadgets and if it's helping or hindering your creative spark. So I'm noticing that when I spend less time on Instagram, it's easier for me to create. And you might find that too. But you also want to notice if you're having these moments of like just small moments of 
inner knowing, small moments of trusting your intuition, small moments of having a brilliant idea. And are you just kind of brushing those moments off? Because all this Aquarian energy is really saying that those small moments are meaningful. And it wouldn't be surprising to me if you were having these sparks of brilliance. We had Mercury and the sun come together on Monday. So we had the sun conjunct Mercury, which isn't rare, but it is always a moment. It is always a day where things feel clarifying. So they say that when Mercury is Kazemi the sun, which means that it's like really being burned up by the sun. That's the idea. They're so close that the Mercury is being burned up by it. When any planet is Kazemi the sun, when they're so close together, it's really in the heart of the sun. That planet is being purified. And so we had that on Monday. So your communication, your thought processes are were literally purified on Monday. And so this is a moment where you might have these flashes of brilliance and I want you to trust them. Mercury retrograde is not a time to not trust those moments of intuition. It is a time to certainly trust them. It is a time where external things might feel a little bit out of sorts, but certainly trust what's going on for you in your internal thought process right now. We also have Mercury square Mars this week on Wednesday, and that can also bring those flashes, those lots of thoughts, lots and lots of thoughts, and some of them are going to be ones that you want to follow. So this is a good week to like have the notes app in your iPhone open and jot down those ideas. And then after the new moon, check out those ideas and maybe you'll be like, wow, that is trash. Or maybe you'll say, wow, there's a diamond in the rough here. So anyway, those are some of the things that are going on this week. But this new moon as a whole, It is a really lovely one, and I'm really excited because it feels like the fresh perspective that we've been needing. You know, Aquarius helps you get that bird's eye view so that you can see the full strategy, so you can see everything working together. You know, Aquarians are intellectual people. They are often getting a bad rap for being emotionally distant, but it's that they don't let their emotions take over their thinking. So this is an interesting new moon. It's very intellectually stimulating. It's really giving us an opportunity to innovate, to invent, to develop our ideas. So this new moon we have six planets in Aquarius. I kind of buried the lead on that one, actually, because six planets in Aquarius is a really big deal. We knew that this was going to be a challenging time because any time that you have so many planets in one sign, it creates a concentration of energy that can feel unbalanced. So if you're feeling uneasy or unsettled or anxious or depressed because there's so much energy, that is not unusual. And know that this is transient, okay? See if you can take that energy and 
direct it in a way that is useful. When there is a lot of Aquarian energy, if you can take it and put it into a project, something that mentally stimulates you, it can be really, really helpful. So six planets in Aquarius, and they're all trining the North Node in Gemini. So trines are harmonious. It's when the planets are working together. So you have those six planets in Aquarius and they're working with that North Node in Gemini. And the North Node is our Dharma. It's what we're meant to do. It's where we're meant to grow. And right now the North Node is in Gemini. So we're all learning to come into our voice. We're all using our voice. We are all coming to terms with our own self-expression. We've been working on that since... May, and we're going to be working on it for another year or so. So this is a really, really great new moon to set an intention for what you want to be inventing, innovating, developing over this next year for the rest of 21. This is a new moon that's going to give you the power, the electricity. Remember, Aquarius rules electricity. It's going to give you the power to put your energy into something that is long lasting because Aquarius is an air sign, but it is the fixed air sign. In modern day astrology, it's ruled by Uranus, but in traditional astrology, back in the old days before we knew about Uranus, Aquarius was ruled by Saturn. So in modern day astrology, it's really answering to both Saturn and Uranus. And you may remember from the past two weeks, everybody's answering to Saturn right now, but that's a whole other conversation. So Aquarius knows how to build things that last a really long time. When I think of Aquarius, one of the symbols I think of are the aqueducts in Rome. Think about that. What do you want to build that's going to be powerful and useful for a really long time? The other day, I read something that I had read many times before, but I had forgotten about it. And I forgot who posted it. Maybe it was my friend Patty, who is my KonMari guru. And it was about Warren Buffett and how he writes two lists. And one list is all the things he wants to do. And then he picks like the top three things. I'm making up these numbers, but you get the idea. And then he takes those three things and then takes all the things that were left on the list. And most people would make that remainder list, the things that they'll get to when they're done with the top three. And he says, those are the things to avoid at all costs so that you only focus on those top three. And to me, that's kind of the energy of the new moon. It's like, what are your top three priorities? What do you want to be energizing on for the long haul? Write all the things down, pick the top two or three, and then avoid the others at all costs because you really want to focus that energy in a meaningful way for a long time on the things that matter. And I think that this year the past year with the pandemic has made it clear for all of us what matters and what doesn't. And having all of this Aquarian energy, having six planets in any sign makes things feel more concentrated and potent, but also having Mercury retrograde here. It's like, where do you want to put your thoughts? Where do you want to put your mental bandwidth? And If you don't feel like you're using your mental bandwidth in a way that is useful 
or helpful or impactful or meaningful, then it's time to switch that up. So the day after the new moon is the Chinese New Year on Friday. And I am not an expert in Chinese astrology, so I'm not even going to pretend to understand Chinese astrology. But the basics I know from, you know, a basic internet search and from listening to my other astrological friends is that this is going to be a year of the metal ox and we're coming out of the year of the rat. And apparently the ox years are about stability and we all need some stability. It's funny because it's an ox year, but we have Saturn square Uranus all year, which is about changing up the things that once seemed immovable. Saturn can seem immovable and Uranus can change up and shake up anything. So we are changing up the way things have been done and we're creating a new way. We're creating a new foundation. We're creating a new world. And so it's really interesting that it's an ox year. And so I feel like that energy aligns with what I'm feeling and what I'm talking about today, which is that this new moon is giving us the opportunity to focus in on what matters and what we want to stick it out with for the next year maybe for the next 20 years. Because remember, this Aquarian energy was really shepherded in by that Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, the great conjunction on December 21st. And that's a 20-year cycle that we began together. So now what do we want to spend this next 20 years doing? I understand thinking about 20 years is just way too overwhelming. But Think about what you want to be doing for the rest of 21. It has felt like a really heavy continuation of 2020. And we knew that Q1 was going to feel like a heavy continuation of 2020. But this new moon feels like a fresh perspective and a fresh piece of paper to write down some of those intentions and to do some of that reflection work to really set the stage for what you're going to build this year What's going to be your foundation for the next 20 years? Okay, Mercury is going to also conjunct Venus this week. That is not a major transit. It happens not too often, but not rare either. And that can make you feel a little bit social, have a little fun, call an old friend, because this Mercury retrograde is in Aquarius and Aquarius rules our friendships and the groups and communities that we participate in. One of the things that I am doing is just calling friends randomly. And honestly, in this day and age, we so seldom just pick up the phone and call someone unless it's like our best friend or our mom or our dad or our brother. We're living in an age where we're often surprised when the phone just rings and we often set times by text to talk on the phone if we talk on the phone at all. So one of the things I'm doing this Mercury retrograde is if I have 10 minutes, I'm just calling someone that I haven't talked to in a while and I'm thinking of them. Instead of just thinking of them, I pick up the phone and I call them. And yesterday I talked to two friends for 10 minutes and it was just so nice to reconnect and hear their voices. So if you want a fun Mercury retrograde project, I recommend that one. Okay. 
So on Saturday, we're going to have Mars sextile Neptune, which can be a little bit sexy, a little romantic. And then on Sunday, we have Valentine's Day and Mercury is going to sextile Jupiter, which is a little bit lucky, certainly intellectually stimulating. So if you want to have a great Valentine's Day, then pull out the chessboard. <laughs> it is not romance, flowers, chocolate and wine. It's really intellectual, mental stimulation for Valentine's Day this year. Valentine's being in Aquarius season is so strange because Aquarius is really not the lovey-dovey sign. Um, we're going to move into Pisces season next week when the sun moves into Pisces. That's much more lovey-dovey. So I always say, if you can postpone your Valentine's by one week, you're going to have a much more romantic Valentine's. But we do have Venus conjunct Jupiter on Thursday. So if you want, you can just celebrate Valentine's Day a few days early, which might be nice. So I wanted to touch on the impeachment and what's going on with the political thing right now. So let's take a quick break and I'll be right back with everything going on in the news and then we'll wrap up. All right, guys. So impeachment trials started this week in the Senate. You guys know I always like to give you a little dose of the politics, the news. If you want to know what's going on in the stars, watch the news because it always plays out for us what's going on up there. We started the trial on Tuesday with a void moon. We had a very long void moon. So when things start on a void moon, it usually doesn't mean good things. But remember, we've got Mercury retrograde and Mercury retrograde can make things either go a really unexpected way or it can bring up the truth. So Mercury retrograde squared Mars on Wednesday. And so that's kind of like the day of reckoning. I'm recording this on Wednesday night. And so today we really saw what happens on January 6th in a way that we've never seen it before. I actually watched a lot of it today. And so I can say it was really emotional and triggering and upsetting. And there were lots of people on TV that were crying. And it really felt like today was a day of reckoning. And so it's interesting, while we have this impeachment trial start on a void moon, which isn't great, and it's Mercury retrograde, which can go in all different directions, we also had the sun conjunct Mercury on Monday, and then the sun conjunct Pallas Athena. Now, I often don't talk about asteroids, but Pallas Athena is like the Wonder Woman of the heavens. So... Pallas Athena gives us um, a sense of strategy and she's just like Wonder Woman, that warrior goddess fighting for the good. There's something about that that I think is also important in all of this because that really all of that energy was in the sky when we started the impeachment trial this week. Now, I pulled the chart for the new moon for Washington, D.C., the new moon that we're having on Thursday, the 11th. And in the new moon chart for Washington, the new moon, which is the sun and the moon coming together, is happening in the ninth house of law and truth and beliefs and philosophy. And 
the rest of the Aquarian planets, because remember, we have six planets in Aquarius this week with the new moon. So the other four Aquarius planets are in the eighth house, which is getting to the bottom of things, understanding what's happening below the surface. That's pretty interesting. Um, The new moon is also conjunct the natal moon of the U.S. The United States of America has its own chart, birth chart, from July 4th, 1776, just like every other nation, every state, every person. And this new moon is conjunct the natal moon of the U.S., The U.S. natal moon is at 26 degrees Aquarius. This new moon's at 23 degrees Aquarius. So three degrees apart, very close. For all intents and purposes, that's what we call a conjunction in astrology. And pretty important, right? So to have this new moon on the natal moon of the U.S. means that this is something that is going to be emotionally felt by the people of this country. And presumably, by the representatives that are representing us. And on top of that, we have Saturn on the south node of the U.S. So the United States south node is at six degrees Aquarius, and that's exactly where Saturn is sitting in the sky right now. That's like working to get rid of something. South node is your karma. South node is what you've already done, in your past lives, it's what you've mastered, and your karma, it's your actions that you've already done. So when we're talking about Saturn on that south node, south node often indicates something that we have to release and let go of so that we can move forward. And so Saturn on the south node really indicates to me that we're working to release something. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I would never make a prediction on that because God knows we cannot make political predictions, but I am hopeful that with Saturn on the South Node and with the new moon on the natal moon of the U.S. that we're going to see justice done and we're going to see those people who really were so scared that day, people that lost their lives that day, people that um, have lost their lives since because there are two officers who committed suicide after the events, which I imagine that the events of that day must have had an impact on their choice to do that. There's just so much of that day that is just not being acknowledged as a terrorist attack, and that's exactly what it was. And so my hope is that this week, um, with this Aquarian energy, we have the ability to pull out, to get the bird's eye view, to see all the moving pieces and see how they come together. And then we can really honor the truth of what's going on. That's your political breakdown. I hope you have a wonderful week. Enjoy the new moon. Lots of good stuff. Mainly that Venus conjunct Jupiter is just such a delight. I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, if you want to connect with me, you can always find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. You can also text me at 917-540-3401. I send out about two astrology updates a week by text. And you can always come on over to veronicaparetti.com and sign up for either online yoga club or book a reading with me. I would love to get to know you over the Zoom, which is where we all get to convene these days, whether for astrology, yoga, 
or just life. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.